I don't think people really understand what's going on here. Our government has been overthrown. And we are now under the rule of not elected officials, but criminals and despots. Hello and welcome to And If Love Remains. I am absolutely thrilled to have with me on the show, uh, Pamela Popper. Um, this is somebody that you really need to know. Um, she is the founder and president of Wellness Form Health. Um, she has served on uh, the Physician Steering Committee and the President's Board for Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine in Washington, D.C. Um, she's read, written several books. Um, and one of my favorite things on here says, Pam is a straight-talking professional who's not afraid to criticize national health organizations, government agencies, medical professionals, pharmaceutical companies, agricultural organizations and manufacturing companies, uh, many of whom many of whom have agendas and priorities that interfere with distributing truthful information um, and promoting public health. And right now we're in the middle of a huge, amazing um, turn of events with this with this coronavirus that is kind of bringing all this to the forefront. And you are also, if I um, understand right, um, part of the or the founder of Making Americans Free Again. Is that correct? Make Americans Free Again. Yes. MakeAmericansFreeAgain.com. And uh, um, so I've, I was turned on to you, Pamela, by uh, actually my father sent me a few videos and, I, and I've, I've always wondered... Um, I know in the beginning of this pandemic, people talked about the how the cure could be worse than the disease. And not a lot has been talked about that, but you seem to be focusing on that. How did you get um, involved in this particular thing? And, and, and where has this journey brought you to? Well, how this showed up on my radar screen is basically because that's what our company does. Uh, we've been in business for 25 years, and what we specialize in is informed medical decision making. Um, so people come to us to access our libraries and videos and educational courses so that they can learn um, how to make decisions about everything from kidney stones to cancer treatment. And so whenever something new uh, comes by or comes up, comes up um, it, it could be a new drug, a new treatment, um, anything new, device, whatever. Um, my job, as I see it, is to check things out for our members, and then I report a certain amount of information free to the public as well. So this caught my attention, first of all, because it was new, and I knew our members would be asking about it. But there was another thing that caught my attention, too, and that is that in 2009 and 2010, the CDC and the World Health Organization had had, had really drummed up a fake pandemic. They faked it. And they got caught later on. Um, I had predicted that that's what was going to happen. And, and what caught my attention back then was that at a certain point in time, the CDC said, stop testing. Just assume everybody who has symptoms has, remember it was H1N1, the swine flu. 
Right. And, uh, just assume everybody has it. And I thought that sounds pretty strange. Well, what they were doing, I predicted, and it turned out to be true, is they, they were not getting enough cases. And so they needed for everybody who had a sore throat or a sniffle to count as a case. And they, that's how they got their numbers. And it scared people into getting the flu vaccine, which has always been a challenge uh, for uh, health authorities. Um, there was a big to-do about it. This was back when CBS News, 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 uh, news people back then actually did investigative reports and CBS News spent a lot of money. Um, they've got documents under the Freedom of Information Act from every state. They showed that not only was nobody getting the flu in the United States, but even people coming from Mexico, which is supposedly where it originated, none of them had the flu either. So it really was an invented pandemic. Uh, there was a lot of to do about it in, um, in Europe. Uh, Margaret Chan, who was head of the World Health Organization, it's not like she lost her job or anything bad happened to her. They smacked her on the hand. They said, you know, it's bad to lie to the billions of people and somehow those people always get scot-free you know oh yeah she's fine nothing happened to her so so anyway life goes back to normal and then here we are so i started checking into this and uh i thought something was probably wrong and uh turned out my gosh something was was incredibly wrong as we all know now um so i put out a video uh, a very short video in early march and i got three thousand and some emails within a day of the time i posted that video and um uh, and so um, I, um, uh, I I figured there was really more to this and people were interested. Um, the email volume's done nothing but increase. So I started putting out four v- videos a week and a newsletter. I've always put out a newsletter on Monday and we've covered the topic pretty thoroughly. And I'm writing a book, which will be out in September called COVID Operation. And um, we'll tell the whole story in that. So that's basically what happened. And and. I've thought a lot of times about how nice it would be to go back to two videos a week, which is what I used to do. But people say, listen, I get up in the morning and you help me keep my sanity. Well, I think as long as people need their sanity to be intact, I'll keep making videos. Well, I think that's true. And I, and I, I really I do appreciate your videos. I've watched a bunch of them. And, and one of the things I do appreciate is not only do you keep a level head about what's going on, you keep it's very fact based, but also you do keep a light heart. I mean, you really do try to bring some of the good news, some of the things that are happening. Um, you know, some of the even, you know, scare quotes, there are like, uh, principled politicians out there shock yeah. <laughs> that, that are that um, don't have um, the agenda being the big companies and the big um, and and the the big governments that are out there you know big power I guess is, is a good way to say that yeah. um, one of the things that broke my heart was hearing a couple of the stories that you shared about um, uh, you know just what normal people are, are facing you know this 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 you, have, you we're getting hit on two fronts we're getting hit on the scare tactic of the, this, this, um, you know, of COVID-19. And then on the other side, we're getting hit with the reality of lost jobs of people not being to be, be with their loved ones, et cetera, et cetera. What, what are some of the things that, that you've heard that, that have really um, driven you to, to want to write this book? Well, I want to write the book because this is the, the, what's happened is our government's been overthrown. I don't think people really understand what's going on here. Our wow. government has been overthrown. And we are now under the rule of not elected officials, but criminals and despots that have taken over our government. I mean, I have had some interaction with the governor of Ohio, who we now call, well, we called him the emperor of Ohio, but he's degenerated to the place where we call him der Führer, okay, uh, because that's a more appropriate name. I, I have an idea of what turned this guy into a criminal despot, but, but he used to be a nice person. He's no longer a nice person. He's a criminal. 
And, wow. um, and he's become a criminal. The things that he's done are criminal. The suffering that he's caused, he should be tried for crimes against humanity. And so people need to know how this all happened. They need to know what was behind it. They need to know the conditions that led to this. And a lot of it is we let it happen. I mean, there certainly were warning signs for a long time that things were not going the right direction. So I think people need to know all of that. Uh, but to more directly answer your question, you know, we, we are at a place right now, you mentioned in the introduction about the cure being worse than the disease, and that's where we are. And, and we, we were appalled in World War II when 11 million people were slaughtered by the Nazis. And I'm going to tell you that the death toll of the people who've been slaughtered by these criminals is going to far exceed that far exceed that. Um, people don't realize, you know, some of us are fairly protected. I am. I have an essential business. I'm 63 years old. I've been a little bit smart with money for the last few years. And so I'm not precarious, but you just drive six miles south of me. And these are people who they're going to be evicted from their homes. Their utilities are being shut off. 25 years of building a business. It's all gone. Their kids aren't in school. Um, I mean, the su we have more suicides than COVID deaths in some counties in the United States. And, um, and, and they know this. The despots know this. And they continue this nonsense anyway. And so, um, uh, I, I mean, it's everything from, you know, th this is what my email looks like every morning. So you open up the first one and says, well, last night my nephew shot himself. And then you open up the second one and my husband's been sober for 12 years and then he hasn't been to an AA meeting. So he started drinking again and he beat the crap out of our daughter. And you open up the third one. I haven't seen my mother. She's in a nursing home. I haven't seen her for four months now. They won't let me in. She no longer recognizes me. And they tell me she's given up her will to live and she's stopped eating. And you open up the next one and it's the same thing. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these every single day. And um, and by the way, the, the despots, the criminals who took over our government, they're well aware that this is going on and they just don't care. And and, and I think that um, and this goes to you know people writing letters and all this kind of stuff. It, it's sort of like sending Hitler a letter and saying that, you know, you may not be aware of all the great achievements of Jewish people. I mean, they've contributed a lot to medicine and art and, and Hitler would have gone, well, if I'd known that, I never would have done this. Let's work right. out Auschwitz. I mean, you know, we, they, these are criminals. These are, these are people who are despots and criminals who've taken over our government and our lives, and they are hurting people in ways that it is just hard to imagine, and they must be tried for war crimes when this is all over. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because I think one of the things I wanted to bring up, and now I'm going to change my question, is the the idea of unintended consequences that, um, you know, all these effects are having. But you're asserting, and, and um, I, I think there is evidence to say this, that, that it's actually intended consequences that, oh, that yeah. these things the, are happening. The intended consequence was to bankrupt the country, to bankrupt the, the small business owner. You notice there's no no consequences for Walmart. You can be open all the time. You can, oh, yeah. You know, so bankrupt the bankrupt the middle class essentially get rid of it and to and uh, the and, and to to reduce the population size which they're doing a pretty good job of um, I mean it's, it's not a whole lot different than Hitler and I've been criticized for making that that uh, comparison before but um, when you look at the stories of what's happening to people I, I don't know I don't know any person with a conscience that would inflict this on anybody, um, particularly when there are no data to support it. I mean, one thing I can tell you about the Fuhrer of Ohio is that he's not stupid, okay? 
he may be a lot of things, but he's not stupid. So he has to know that what he's doing is he's ginning up cases by knocking on doors and using a fake test and um, ginning up hospitalizations because he gets $180,000 per hospitalized patient, even if they're positive and they're in the hospital to get their knee replaced. That's what, that's part of how he's going to bail himself out of the mess he's made here so that he doesn't look so bad. So he's not stupid. He knows exactly what he's doing. And anybody who would do this kind of thing to humans deliberately they're not any different than Hitler. Who are we kidding? Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about that for a second, because I think there's also, um, you know, people talk about even the the, the COVID, uh, the amount of COVID deaths and, and the things that are happening. But people, I don't think, realize that, first of all, um, a lot of these COVID deaths are based on symptoms and maybe not even symptoms only. They're not based on actual tests. Number two, um, there is a huge incentive uh, for hospitals, um, anybody in the medical field to name it a COVID death. Um, What, you know, how, how does that play? Is that what you're seeing as well? Yeah, absolutely. The, 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 the whole idea is to gin up cases. They can't talk about deaths anymore because there are very few. So now what right. they have to do is gin up uh, fear with the cases. And how they're doing that is they're knocking on doors. I mean, there's a letter, uh, um, the one that's going out in Ohio, uh, the, the Fuhrer brought in uh, Partners in Health. And so you get this, um, this letter. It's actually the Ohio Department of Health and the Ohio State University. So you really don't know that it's this very controversial group of people who I'm very upset that taxpayer dollars are being used to hire. Uh, But basically, here's what it says. A team will be coming to your community during the week of July 9th through 12th. If you do not want to participate, please contact us. In other words, you have to opt out actively or they'll show up. And what they do is they randomly take an adult from the household and then they ask that person some questions and then collect um, a blood sample. They do an antibody test. And the test that they're using was never designed to be used for uh, for this kind of diagnosis at all. Um, and, and the test is so bad, I don't know if you saw, that this is where they've overplayed their hands, and this is sometimes when uh, when criminals get a little full of themselves, they do this. I mean, Hitler made a lot of stupid decisions the last year before the war was over. Right. Uh, but, um, but anyway, they, you know, all of the lab, uh, eight, I, th- I think it was 18 labs in Florida, all of the tests were positive one day. <laughs> It's like oh, physically impossible. And we have, we're gathering uh, a list, you know, a growing list of people who um, say that they never showed up for the test, but they got a, a notice that they were positive anyway. I saw and, that in your video that people were getting these notices that didn't show up. Oh, yeah. That's well, not only bizarre. that, there are some healthcare workers who've contacted us who said they've, they've sent unused tests in and gotten positives back. Um, well, so, I mean, this is r- literally right out of like, some 1984 dystopian crazy fiction novel that that wouldn't go for a Hollywood movie. It's too crazy. Right. It's not too crazy. They knew what they knew what they were doing and and they, they know that. And I hate to say this, but they are very much like the Nazis. Hitler, if you read Mein Kampf, all right, which he wrote when he was in prison, um, he wrote about what it takes to convince a population of something like this. He had a different idea in mind. It was really, uh, targeted at an individual, a couple of individual groups of people, but um, these people, uh, they, they hate humanity, right? So they, they don't really care who they take out, they just want to take out people. And part of what you have to have is you have to have a message that people who aren't real bright will buy. And so there were people that in, in Germany who insisted that, that Hitler was okay, that the people who were sh- sounding the alarm 
about what this guy was going to do. That was ridiculous. And, um, uh, you know, just um, so I, I, we call it the Sing Louder group. And I'll tell you where that came from is that there's a very famous clip that you can listen to uh, on, on the, online about a couple that were uh, going to church on Sundays and the train track was right behind the church and they could hear the Jews screaming in the train, uh, trains as they went by. Uh, the train cars, and so um, their ta- ta- their tactic for dealing with it was to sing louder so they sing. didn't have to hear it. So we, I call it the sing louder group wow. uh, out there that are just absolutely brain dead and insisting that this isn't going on. Um, and it, it requires a level of stupidity, and I don't use that term lightly, that, that is almost unfathomable at this point in time. OK, um, and, and, and I mean, right now, it, just, just to give you an idea of how ridiculous it is, and, and anybody could figure this out if they just spent 10 minutes online. Every year, there are a billion cases of flu in the world, and we aren't even up to 20 million of this. And we shut down the world. Wait, you- wait, wait, I, wait, wait, hold on a second. I want to repeat that, make sure I got that right. So every year, there are a, a billion cases of the flu. Right. This year, we're in July. We're over halfway through the, the, the year. And in the world, there's only been 20 million 20, cases. 20 million of, of COVID. Oh, 20 million of COVID. Oh, OK. Well, yeah, so how that's ridiculous. We, it is ridiculous. The whole thing's ridiculous. And, and as soon as people, you know, the thinking people, like I got an email this morning from somebody who's a sheeple. I'm just tired of even trying to be nice about it. And she's trying to tell me that I need to join some of my colleagues and talking about how to build your immune system. And I said, well, if you know, if building your immune system would make Fauci stop lying, I would be all over that, but it doesn't seem <laughs> very effective. But, um, but I sent her uh, some, some very well-referenced pieces that I've written for our newsletter. And some of that information is going in the book. And uh, and said, well, read these, and if you've got evidence that contradicts any of this, send it back. So she, you know, she writes back, I don't have any time to look into this. Okay, so you don't have any idea what you're talking wow. about. But you're real sure you're right about it, and I'm wrong. Okay, so so when I say that, the the people behind this knew that there were a lot of people like that out there. They, they absolutely can't offer a single shred of evidence. I've never had any one of the sheeples come up with anything remotely um, like like evidence but screaming at me that I'm wrong and and, and uh, the emperor is right. And I shouldn't call him the emperor. He's the governor after all. He's not the governor. He's a freaking murderer. He's well, a and, murderer. Okay. And, you know, and you're seeing that in, I mean, I know a lot of people are saying the same thing about the governor of, of New York. They're saying, you know, it's funny here in Arizona, our governor is so wishy-washy. I, you know, he, he, he throws out these um, crazy, um, uh, uh, stop orders. We can't, you know, we can't go to church. We can't do all these things. And then, and then he, he, he lifts him, but he obfuscates that off to the, the, uh, or sends it off to the, the cities. And of course they do the same thing. Cause they're all in the same boat. They're all trying to be, um, they're all, they're all trying to be more powerful because they know that's how they can scare the people into keeping them into office. Right. And, right. uh, well, we need to vote them out. And uh, uh, then they need to be tried for war crimes. And that's what Make Americans Free Again is all about. We're going to assemble a voting block so we can start to take these people out. Because what people are not understanding, there are a lot of people who've been trying to um, keep this kind of thing from happening. I mean, we all know what the end game is, universal vaccination. you got to get vaccinated just to right. live on the planet. Uh, Bill Gates actually says it on the news. It's not any, anything conspiracy theory. This is what he thinks, and this is what he wants to do, and he's stated it publicly. And uh, feckless Fauci is right on board with the whole thing. What they'd like to do is have us all get jabbed on the porch, and then we get a tattoo 
and an immunity passport and cops walking around with smartphones can determine if it were safe to be outside and if we're allowed to go to work and that sort of thing. We're going to become like a communist country. That's what they want to do. And in the past, the attempts to keep these kinds of things from happening have been largely unsuccessful because it's a lot of busyness and getting nothing done. You know, protests, I, I'm, I'm all for protesting, but 3,000 people in Colorado is not enough people to take one of those legislators out. They sit in there and do whatever they want because they know that the people don't have any power at this time. Right. So our idea is to amass a huge voting base of people. And uh, that's why we're asking people for all this information. If you've given your name and your email address to an organization, support what those people are doing. Everybody's trying to do a good thing. We don't want to interrupt that. But the bottom line is that when it's time to go, when, when, when trouble starts in New Jersey, and we know which legislators have to be um, uh, you know, visited and all that sort of thing, how, how is anybody going to help you if all they have is your name and email address, right? Right. We're going to be able to get all the people in New Jersey and we got to get them working on this issue at a certain moment in time. And it can't be 3,000. It's got to be 350,000, all right? Yeah. Because when 350,000 people show up someplace, everything stops. The whole world comes to an end. You no longer can operate the city. It's all, you know, people, the people inside are afraid to come outside, let alone going in. And, and I'm looking forward to having this discussion with a couple of our elected officials here, where you just basically say, look, you won your election by 2,311 votes. We've got 7,000 people in your district. If you don't start doing what we say, we're, we're going to vote you out. Well, that, I think that's a, that's a huge thing because I think right now our politicians, they really do not feel that sort of Damocles that, that, that sh they should feel over their head. They should feel like any wrong move they make is going to tick off the people and they're going to be thrown out by, by votes or by, or by – but they don't feel that way at all. They feel completely secure. They feel completely at ease and that they can do whatever they want and, and um, you know, and destroy people's lives. And that's really what has happened. People's lives have literally been destroyed because of what's happened with. Right. This and it's going to get worse unless we get smart. And I, and I talk to people all the time and I, and I say, listen, I, I, I want to be respectful. I try to be respectful of what everybody's trying to do and everything else. But, but this battle has been going on. This vaccination battle has been going on for 25 years and it gets worse every year, not better. So here's where the world I come from, where common sense prevails is if what you've been doing isn't working, then please don't ask me to help you do what you've been doing. All right. You're going to have to come over and try a new strategy. That's what we're doing here. So, you know, petitions and all that kind of stuff. I, I want to support everybody with everything that they're doing, but that the I've been in their offices and they would never laugh about it in front of me, but they're dismissive about it. All right. Because they know that half the people signing the petition aren't even registered to vote. Right. Right. Uh, and they also, what, how, how scary do you think is a petition to a politician? No. Right? no. What do you think? They look at that petition and go, oh, my God, it's a petition. I better go right. on. You know, that doesn't scare them at all. And, and, and so we have, a, we have an epidemic in this particular area of, of being really busy. And make, being busy makes people feel good for the moment, but not getting anything done. So it's short-term feel good for long-term extraordinary pain as they yes. have mandate after mandate after mandate while people sit around with their petitions and protests and well know, and stories are getting shut like people's stories are getting shut down they, they're not being heard of what is actually happening and i think that's the other thing that people need to to be courageous and and willing to stand up and share their heartbreak and what's happening so that so that the only um narrative that that we hear is not the the standard stuff that we hear on the news every day that the the 
you know, mainstream media is, is pushing down our throats is, is that, oh, we need to wear masks. Oh, the, you know, uh, in Florida and Arizona, shockingly, you know, sp- there's a spike because there's Republicans governors, you know, it's, it's, um, it, we, we really need people to, to hear, to, to be heard. Um, so how can people, um, f- again, make, make Americans great again.com. I'm sorry. Make make Americans free. again. Make Americans free again.com. Thank you for correcting me. Um, I'm talking with Pamela Popper. She is the founder and president of uh, wellness forum health. And, um, and she's writing a book. Tell, uh, tell us the name of the book again. It's COVID operation. What happened, why it happened and what's next. Oh, wonderful. Um, what am I missing? What else can you tell us? How can people help other than sign up for at your website? Well, they need to recruit. In other words, what makes what will make what we're doing work is numbers. So everybody's got to, and, and don't worry about right now at this point in time, the people who have bought the story hook, line, and sinker, you're not going to convince them. So spend your time finding people of like mind and getting them on board. That's really what has to be done. And, um, and in the meantime, one of the things that we're trying to do is provide services that we know people need. We've built the biggest home uh, school resource center in the country. We even have coaches to help people one-on-one and conference calls three times a week. It's all free. We're paying for all of it. And um, so people can get help with that. We're building a legal resource center uh, that will um, uh, people can go and get uh, pleadings and filings and that sort of thing. I've got somebody working on that all the time. Uh, so we're, we're, we're trying to enhance services on the site uh, that can help with the current disaster while we're building the voting base. Okay. I think those are those are some great things that, that people can do. And, and and again, I am very grateful for, for I know you're very busy, so I, I'm going to let you go. But I am so grateful for your story and for sharing your time with us. Again, this is Mike Levitt with And If Love Remains. I'm with Pamela Popper. Um, and uh, you can get more information and, and please sign up at her website, makeamericansfreeagain.com. And let's join the fight to try to... to, to make your voice heard and get these get these criminals out of office let's do it exactly thank you you're welcome and and maybe when your book comes out in september let's uh, let's have a chat again i'd love to do that love to do it thank you all right thank you have a great day you too